On today's stall warning, we're going to be talking about the first game in college lacrosse played this past weekend. Mercer versus Bellarmine, Bellarmine, Bellarmine. You know, we'll figure it out. Uh, we also do some game previews and make some picks. We're going to be bold this week with zero top 25 uh, games on the men's side. And the girls' side, we're going to dive right in as the, the girls have uh, some rematches of some high-level lacrosse. And then we'll wrap up the show with uh, with our mortal locks of the week. So if you uh, want to get your betting fix on, make sure you listen to the end. All right, here we go. What is up, man? We're finally back after a COVID year-ish yeah. off. Long hiatus. Is that what we're calling this, a hiatus? Yeah. We, we always knew. We've, we've talked about coming back. We were just waiting for the right time. Uh, we, we were really good about talking about it. Now we're actually doing something <laughs> about it. I don't know if anyone's going to listen, but we're talking about it. Uh, dude, Mercer versus Bellarmine. What, what is the correct pronunciation of this, of this school? Bellarmine. I've, I've been saying Bellarmine. I, I, I'm going to die on that hill. I think it's Bellarmine. All right. Well, Bellarmine it is then. I don't I don't have a strong opinion on this. Mm. I think more importantly, at least they had a, a actual stream this year and not. No, I was going to say like, phone. <laughs> I did. I did love that the entire lacrosse community last year was watching on a kid on the benches live stream on Twitter. Like that was how everyone watched the game last year. I was kind of hoping yeah, for a part two. I don't know if that might have been better, actually, than the actual live stream was. Um, the live know, stream was in, like, a skybox, and I I couldn't really watch <laughs> the game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to watch Ants play, but, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mercer gets up a big win. They start the season 1-0, one one um, mm-hmm. which is cool. Shout out to uh, uh, the Mercer Bears. Uh, best best team in the league right now. Number one ranking, right? I, I they're they're undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated, one and zero. So season ended today. Mercer's our champion. Um, so we got uh, we had some scrimmages this weekend as well. You, what, what do mm-hmm. you take from these scrimmages? You think they're they're valuable? You think coaches yeah, I mean, are definitely, like definitely Let's valuable. This. I mean, it's first time playing other competition. I'm sure all those guys are sick and tired of going against their teammates every day in practice. Um. Good for good for lacrosse content. It was nice to have you know the Instagram and Twitter blow up with uh, scrimmage highlights. So I appreciated that. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was, it was also interesting, you know, the reminder that we're a spring sport that actually plays in the winter. Yeah, uh, we had a scrimmage over the weekend, and it was a high of twenty-seven degrees. It was, it was pretty chilly. Oh man, um, I, I don't really. I don't, I don't miss person. those days. I don't miss those. Yeah, days. That's, that's it. wasn't It wasn't warm. It wasn't warm. Uh, but you know. We call it, we got some toughness is what we said. We got tough. Mm. So, um, uh, cool, man. Well, hey, let's get into these <clears throat> game previews and uh, and make some picks here. So, we'll start off the, the day with some Duke versus Bobby Moe. Is, is it upset in the making right here? Uh, I'm, I'm always the big fan of, like, Duke is going to drop one early and then just use it as a rallying cry to get better 
for the rest of the year, but I don't know if Bobby Moe's the team to do it this year. No, it's, that's always Air Force who does that. Yeah. Yeah, Duke returns a lot, man. They have basically like 80% of their offense back or something like that. Yeah, they and, made, uh, graduated this guy, Michael Sowers. I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, he did he did a lot for them on offense last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have a hot take here and say that Michael Sowers would have been better at Syracuse than Duke. You think um, it's a little like addition by subtraction with Duke this year? Yeah, not a shot Sowers, but he just, you know, he, he needs a ball and a stick a lot. And I think Duke is more of a team-oriented offense and – yeah, we'll see how they go. But the problem they have is that they don't have a uh, a quarterback right now. It's like mm-hmm. it's like Joe Robertson goal scorer, uh, Tyson Williams goal scorer, Brandon O'Neill goal scorer, Nakai Montgomery goal scorer. Well, no, yeah, Nakai Montgomery was one of the best like passing midfielders. They don't have that oh, like sure. that X quarterback, but um, right. Nakai is definitely like that. Um, you know, Miles Jones type midi, <laughs> at least from a feeding perspective, but. Yeah, Sowers was their main guy at X. Uh, yeah, all the a, just played off him. Yeah, they still have a good feeder. So we'll see how yeah. they do with that. You know, there may be some hiccups there. A lot of, uh, you know, that, that can sometimes take a little bit of time for gelling. But, I mean, they're going to be good. They, they got Naso and Adler up the middle still. So, I mean, they're going to have a goalie over 50% in pretty much every game, um, which for Duke is frankly a plus. Um, and then Naso has been – was dynamic at the dot. So, you know. I feel like they're going to score goals. And, and defensively, I mean, they bring back uh, Brower and Carpenter, who I thought were two of their better guys. You know, obviously, JT Giles Harris graduating is a big, a big loss. But, um, you know, they'll probably find him with somebody, find someone else to take his spot that's probably not JT Giles Harris because he's pretty exceptional, but could be a good I, – I feel like local. it's always next man up at Duke. They'll bring in some other five-star top 10 commit. Go be our best defender for the next two or three years. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, so, so Duke. I mean, Duke. Obviously, I think returns a lot. They look. They look good. They look like they're a preseason top five team. Uh, Bobby Mo. You know, Bobby Mo doesn't seem to return much at all. They graduate a lot of points. They uh, they have a new head coach. You know, it feels kind of like they're hitting a reset button here. Yeah, it's definitely looking like that. They, you know, they they played a lot last year, a lot early. Um, I think they. They looked pretty good. They had who was that kid who was like on his ninth year in college? Oh, Jake um, Bordeaux. Yeah, the, living the dream. Um, but yeah, it's not not looking so hot this year. Yeah, but that might be. I, I don't know. That could work in their favor, particularly with a new coach. You know, you can kind of set your own standards and stuff like that. So I I don't know. I think you'd be right, but. Yeah, I, I like buying most still. I think they'll be good. And all that, uh, all those games they played last year is going to pay dividends in terms of like level of competition that they're expecting and, and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So it's just a matter, matter of whether or not those guys can um, can step up to be be the man or, or not. So who you got in the Duke-Bobby Mo game? Duke. It sounds like you don't think it's going to be close. Are you going to go with the score prediction here? Are you are you taking uh, Duke, the over, and, the, and, and, and laying the points? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? I think it's they DraftKings Sportsbook. We're not official partner or anything, but they have Duke minus six and a half, and I think Duke wins by more than seven. So, mm, you think so? Eh? Yeah. Interesting. I was looking at Lax Vegas Lions, and they only have Duke by five and a half. Oof. So you might be you might be getting yourself caught in a pickle there. Yeah. 
I think this game will be closer than we think because it's spring, it's early spring ball. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. I'm taking Duke. Uh, I'm going to take Duke to win uh, 14 to nine. So let's move on to Hopkins, Jacksonville. Pete Milliman's year number two. He actually saw his team this fall. That was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought Hopkins, you know, I've been on the Hopkins trains for a long time saying that I think they just need a goalie. I'm just going to keep riding that train until it's true because eventually it will be. Uh, you know, I think they came on strong towards the end of the year and and they looked like they were a team that could be competitive um, after Milliman worked through some of the the challenges and, and sort of him and Joey Epstein's uh, little tiff. Um, you know, they still have a goalie problem, right? Like didn't their goalie play was good last year, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they can solve that, I think they're, I think they have all the other pieces, DeSimone, Epstein, um, Narducci. They're all, they're all, they're all players. Yeah. I mean, they had a ton of like one to two goal losses last year. Like, it's always one of those things if those tight games go the other way and you know like that's where like the fall ball comes in the second year in the system like those two goal losses can be one or two goal wins so yeah so Hopkins looks good they look like they're strong in, in Jacksonville how you feel about the uh the the Dolphins not 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 great in this matchup I think they're <laughs> uh once they hit probably their conference schedule probably pick up a few wins um but going Johns Hopkins and Duke back to back to start your season, um, definitely a tough tough lineup for them. Yeah, it will be a tough lineup. I kind of I kind of like them to be pretty competitive, though. I feel like uh, I feel like Galloway's knows what he's kind of signing up for, mm-hmm. and I don't think he signs up for these games if he thinks he's going to get pounded. Yeah, I also think they're always like sneaky competitive in the SoCon, like. Um, like I don't think there's that much as much separation as people think between like Richmond, High Point, and Jacksonville. Right. No, hundred percent. And they, you know, they scrimmaged Tampa this past weekend. Obviously, no score from that, but that was, I'm sure, a really good um, building block for them. You know, and last year they they kind of got beat up a bit, um, but they played some good games. You know, they played Bobby Moto one goal game. Um, you know, they beat. Um, they beat all the teams they're supposed to beat in the SoCon. Yeah. Beat Air Force. Right. So it's going to kind of come down, I think, too. And they played high point close in the in the first round game of the SoCon tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, they graduate a little bit of points here. And, you know, there's going to be some changes there. But I I feel like they're going to be competitive. And I don't know if they're going to beat Hopkins. But, you know, Las Vegas Lions has this – uh, scheme at a five goal margin for for Hopkins, and I think I would probably take, I'd probably take Jacksonville um, yeah. in this game, and take yeah. take the points. So, um, but I'm going to take Hopkins to win this game 12-10 over the Dolphins. I'm I'm agreeing I'm agreeing with that. I think I think Jacksonville is going to cover. Keep it tight. Yeah. So you know, good team. Was it good teams win? Great teams cover. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and and you know, side note, Jacksonville brought in uh, Florida State transfer uh, Reed Smith. So, in case you didn't know, MCLA to NCA pipeline alive and well. Um, the last game we're gonna cover this week, Maryland High Point Terps first year without uh Jake Bernhardt. Uh, wait, yeah, yeah. Jared. Jared, Jared Bernhardt, yeah, 
Sorry, wrong Bernhardt brother. Yeah. Uh, Jared Bernhardt. Uh, he turns out he's pretty good at sports. Um, yeah. You know, what do you think that what do you think they're going to look like without him? Um, it's probably going to be you know that same thing that we were talking about with Duke. Like, who's going to step in and be that primary Dodger? Like the whole offense, you know that. Um, almost won them a national championship last year, just graduated. Like the Jared Bernhardt one-on-one dodge was probably the best offense we saw last year, right? Um, They're pretty good. Like who who steps into that role? Like who's getting those touches? And, you know, that's 99 points on the table that needs to get picked up by someone. Um, I think they're going to be like maybe shift again, like to the midfield, like, um, you know, Kyle Long looked really impressive at times last year, uh, with that first step. Um, I think like Bubba Fairman and Logan Winowskis are like, I think they're good shooters. I haven't seen them, you know, dodging like Jared at that elite level. Um, so I think it's going to be just trying to find their chemistry in the first few games and they're, they're going to find it. Like they're obviously will figure it out. John Tillman's not going to go too long without, scoring a ton of goals. So Yeah, I mean I think Fairman can can definitely handle the some of the dodging duties. Mm-hmm. Um you know they also have that kid Eric Maliever from from uh, Atlanta who is pretty good. Um you know I think the one of the bigger losses is going to be Anthony DeMeo um who went to Towson. Um I think I think he's going to be a quiet loss in the sense like he wasn't necessarily like the guy but he was a good glue guy, and he, he put up some points last year. I mean, he had 43 yeah. points, but so it wasn't like he I mean, he, he always seemed to score in big moments, too. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a tough loss. But, yeah, I think Fairman, the Maliver guy, uh, Maliver kid, and uh, Kyle Long are all, all good options. I think Wisnowskis is a good shooter, um, you know, off ball. And, you know, I think, obviously, like you said, Maryland's not going to go too long without figuring it out, but they're going to have some challenges of – Mm-hmm. Of replacing it because they're you know they're graduating ninety nine plus you know forty forty three so they're losing one hundred and thirty five points yeah and they had their their best defender graduate as well <laughs> right so I think they have some challenges meanwhile on the other side of the, the ball you know High Point is returning Asher Nolting and uh, returning some players you know they had a tough year last year but they were relatively close and knocking on the door of playing at the big boys. Do you think that this is the, the year they can start off with the big win? Uh, I feel like every year high points like this dark horse and the team, everyone loves like America's team. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm a high point. Everyone loves Torpy. I mean, Torpy yeah, is awesome. The Torpedo um, high points. Like, I just don't know. I just I, I didn't see it defensively last year. I feel like their offense. Um, Kevin Rogers was a great ad last year, so losing him is going to hurt. Um, but just defensively, they just I did not feel confident with them matching up against good teams last year. I feel like offensively they can hang with the top ten teams, but defensively, like they just didn't have the athletes on the, that side of the ball to um, to really beat these top teams. Yeah, I'm going hot take. I think High Point's going to win this weekend. I think uh, I think they're going to get the ball to the offense enough, and I think Asher Nolting is going to finally is that is that your mortal lock? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no I'm not taking that as a mortal lock. That's uh, not, not that confident. 
Not that confident. I, I feel good that they're going to win, but they're not my mortal lock now. Mm. Um, I think that uh, Ashton Olsen is going to step through uh, the shadows and kind of become actually the best or one of the top three attackmen in the country. I think he's always been kind of right in that range, but never, never there. Yeah, I and feel I like he's he's had like the, the regular season success. He's just never had that like tournament success of like the top guys. Right, exactly. So I think I'm taking high point in eleven ten barn burner. Ooh. I'm thinking Maryland. I'm taking the over in this game. What do they got it at? Twenty five? Yeah. I'm I'm You're feeling like a, that's you know what? That's fair actually. Eleven ten is fine, right? It's gonna be fifteen fourteen. Yeah. So I feel like Maryland's going to score. It's if High Point can keep up with them or not. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is I think if Maryland High Point play in two months, I think Maryland wins. I think High Point's just going to – they're a little more seasoned. So A little more seasoned than the team that came off a uh, national championship game last year? <laughs> yes, that's exactly Ooh. what I'm saying. There you go. All right, well, let's move on to the women's games. Uh, you know, you're, you're diving into women's lacrosse. This is your first foray into this. How you, how you feeling about it? Nervous. Yeah. You, you think you're, uh, you think you're going to go 0 for in your first weekend of picks? Um, yes. Yes. I think there's, there's a good chance or I might just get beginner's luck. So. All right. Well, I'll let you take the first pick of all these games, but so, uh, <laughs> you know, we're doing Q Stanford is one of them. Uh, Kayla trainer is debuting as the head coach. Uh, for the first time, taking over for Gary Gate at, after Gary Gate went to the men's the men's side. Uh, oddly enough, we did not pick a Hughes game on the men's side, which maybe we should have. Uh, big big news in in Hughes is the return of Emily Howardchuck, um, absolute animal on the field. Uh, but then you you get her, but then you lose Emma Ward, who was incredible last year um, for Hughes, who made it to the national championship game. Um, and they're taking on Stanford, the, the trees, uh, mm-hmm. one of the best attack units in the country, and also one of six schools that has a, a non-plural mascot, the Stanford Cardinal. You you have the list of the six schools? You know what? I don't have that list. Uh, next time. Next time. I'm trying to think. There's a, there's a couple other ones uh, that are well, well known Crimson enough. Crimson Tide. No, I don't think it's that. Is it? Might be. I'll have to look that's, it up. It's not. There's no S. There is no. It's not Crimson's. No. It's not Tides. No. Roll Tide, baby. Uh, so yeah. So Stanford, the the Cardinal, is going to be uh, one of the best tackling teams in the country, and they seem like an up and coming team, like a legitimate top level team, one of the best teams out on the West Coast. So I think this is going to be a, a really interesting uh, game for for them and and. You know, Stanford is led by a uh, head coach who used to be at Dartmouth. I want to say her name is Danielle Green. Uh, I'm going to look this up now because I don't want to be wrong. But she was uh, – I've listened to a couple of her podcasts. She is yeah. awesome. She has great energy. Um, I think she's going to be – I think she's How do we feel them. about uh, Syracuse traveling out to Stanford to play that game? I, I I mean, there's not a lot on the men's lacrosse side of teams like flying across the country for games. I mean, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like Pac-12 has women's lacrosse, right? So uh, head mm-hmm. coach is Daniel Spencer, but she um, or the, 
the like Cal's coming out east to play, I think Navy and I want to say Albany. Um, but I think it's awesome that the the girls get to travel across country. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. So. How does that How does that affect like the the team and stuff like that? I mean, I I was a strictly bus trip college lacrosse player, so like I totally understand that. But I can't imagine like getting on a plane, um, like doing homework in the hotel room. That probably doesn't happen. But you know, just if there are some good students out there, but I just can't imagine doing that start your season, especially going from like snowy upstate New York to, you know, Bay area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the, the flights are the best part, man. It's just like being on the bus. It's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, everyone gets to be together, right? There's no, no one else, just you guys, or in this case, you girls. So I, I like this game a lot. I think this is gonna be a great game. I'm, I'm really anxious to see. We picked nothing but great games for the girls' games. Girls' games definitely have a better slate of games than the boys this weekend. Wasn't hard to do that. So, yeah. anyway, so Q's, Q's Stanford, who you got? Uh, I'm going Q's. Why? Syracuse. Um, why? Why? Oh, man, you're putting the beginner into the girls' game. Uh, they were runner-ups last year in the national championship game. Um Based off the points they scored last year, a lot of underclassmen that looks like they're coming back. So taking cues. Yeah, I'm gonna take cues as well. Uh mostly because I think Kayla Trainer is incredible. She did a great job at BC as assistant coach there, won a national championship. She's one of the best players in the history of the women's game and uh, in the history of the cross for that matter. I, I think he's gonna win. Although I will tell you, I think that Stanford is going to battle. I, I'm putting this as a three goal game. I'm taking cues. Uh 14 to 11. And there are no Vegas lines for us on the women's games. We need to work on that. So at Lax Vegas lines, let's uh, let's start doing women's lines, will you? Mm. Um, going back to the East Coast, we got BC against Northwestern. Uh, it's a return of Charlotte North. The, you know, if you have been in a hole, you may not know who she is. If you haven't, then you've definitely seen her on social media. She has incredible skill set. She has celebrations that are just amazing. And she brings so much energy to the field. Um, and she scored 100 goals last year. Yeah, the biggest 100. the biggest star in college lacrosse right now. Yeah, she is. She's athletic. She could shoot the ball as hard as some of the men's shooters can shoot it with a women's stick, which is absolutely insane that she can do that. Um, their pockets are so much smaller than ours. Um it's impressive. So they're taking on Northwestern, which, you know, prior to Northwestern losing Izzy Skane, I would have said is a great rematch um, or great battle. Those two teams didn't play in the final four. You know, Izzy, uh, Northwestern played Syracuse, but mm -hmm. um, both of them were final four teams. The loss of Izzy Skane, I think, is tough. I mean, not that Northwestern won't be good. Laura Gilbert is going to definitely step up. I think she's a really talented uh, young player and – you know, Kelly Monte Hillers built a championship program there, so the 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 players are going to have that kind of pedigree and that culture. But I just think you you can't lose your best player and just walk into your first game and be like, yeah, it's going to be totally fine. <laughs> and that first game is against the defending national champion, right? So my gut tells me BC wins this game, and it's probably you know by three or four goals. But I I will say I think. You know, Kelly Montehillo will be ready, and, and I, I think Northwestern is going to be a, a, a tough a tough out. 
Are you taking? Are you gonna? Are you gonna buck the trend here and take the the Wildcats? No, I'm taking the defending national champion. I'm taking. I'm taking uh, Boston College. I'm not. I'm not going against Charlotte North. That's not yeah, a great I, way to start the pod. Start a podcast following is go against Charlotte North. Yeah, maybe we should try and see if we can have her on as a show a guest next week. Maybe we'll do that. Teach us a thing or two about shooting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm also going BC. I'm going to take them in a 15-12 game over the Wildcats. I, I like these three-point spreads. It's good. And let's wrap up here with James Madison versus North Carolina. You know, James Madison hasn't really – they've been good, but they haven't really made a strong run since that championship in in, uh, in 18. You know, do you think that this is the year they get things righted? And, and righted is kind of a relative term. I mean, it's not like they've been bad. They just haven't been that elite top top five team. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get back to that level? Yeah, I think they they definitely have it in them. I mean, I was super pumped uh, to hear James Madison had a D one team. It was actually one of the schools I was looking to go to, and they had no lacrosse scene out there yet. Um, but I mean, they definitely have the um, championship pedigree on the staff and in the program to come back. I mean, there's only a handful of teams that won a national championship in the last 10 years, so they definitely can bring in the recruits to do it. Yeah, I like the Dukes. I think they're really good. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to be uh, a top-five team, but I do – you know, mm-hmm. they came in the preseason. They were ranked uh, 12th overall, and I think that they that, – I think that's an appropriate position for them. They're going to be a top-15 team. So I think this game here against UNC is going to be uh, going to be great. Now, with that said, they're they're opening their season against a buzzsaw. I yeah. mean, UNC was the team to beat last year, and you know, obviously Boston College did it. But UNC graduated Katie Hogue, who was the all-time assist leader in the NCAA. Um, but they still bring back Jamie Ortega, Caitlin Wurzberger, Scotty, uh, Rosie Growney, Taylor Warheim, and. And oh yeah, their goalie Taylor Moreno is also back. Um, I I don't know how. I mean, you basically can't let them have the ball on offense. I, I don't know how you win if you let them have the ball. It's that easy. Well, I mean, Ortega <laughs> is a lefty. Everyone knows she's a lefty. She goes to her left all the time, and she gets to her left all the time, and she scores a ton of goals. You know, Wurzberger was a freshman who kind of got. Um, I don't want to say sparing minutes because she got a fair bit, but. I mean, she's a freshman, the the number one recruit in the country, and she stepped on the field with all those those other players who are studs and and acted like she belonged. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it was like you kind of like looked out there like uh, it's like junior, 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 senior, 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 and then there's like this freshman like who doesn't belong? Yeah. And it's like she she played like you know she was every bit uh, as good as them, and, and it showed she was outstanding. Um, I just think that that offense is is really really talented. I, I think they'd be hard pressed to to be stopped. So, um, and anytime you have yeah. a goalie like Moreno, you're going to be in good shape. I mean, they were they like you said they they were a buzzsaw last year, twenty and one. Yeah, uh, who are you taking? You taking the Dukes or the the Tar Heels? I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe my first weekend. I'm picking all favorites. We're going UNC here. I'm also going to take the Tar Heels, even though it actually kind of pains me to do so. Uh, growing up as an ACC guy, uh, being a Duke fan, I have no love for anything that relates to the Tar Heels. But 
I think they're too good. I think they're going to win this game 18-12. to 12. All right, it's time for Mortal Lock of the Week. We should, like, have a drop here, like, Mortal Lock. <laughs> Do you uh, – who you got here? Who's your lock? My lock of the week, Virginia over Air Force. I think Virginia is seven gonna... points. Seven you're points. Gonna... Yeah, UVA's uh, favorite by seven. Seven and a half. Yeah, I think. I think Virginia is going to be a, a wagon this year. I know you were making fun of me last year saying that all the time, and they did eventually win a national championship. Just want to say that. Um... They... <laughs> <laughs> they did eventually win it, but they were not a wagon for a while. <laughs> they had they had some high highs and low lows. Um... But I, I saw the championship pedigree. Um, you know, I had that just eye for talent. Um, so I think I think they're coming back. I think they're reloading. Spoken like a true Jersey boy. Uh, I am going to go to your home state of New Jersey. Oh. And I am going to take the Rutgers Scarlet Knights to beat the LIU Sharks. Is the Sharks? Um. Whew. You got yeah, it looks like a shark. I think it's the sharks. So I'm gonna lay six points here on the uh on the Scarlet Knights. Now, I know you're you're saying to yourself, this is what everyone does. Everyone loves Rutgers and then they lose a game. This might be that moment. It's but what it's, I'm doing here, John. It's literally the kiss of up. death for Rutgers lacrosse. Once everyone starts you. believing in them, they will lose a heartbreaking game. Right. So I'm helping you out. I'm not gonna let you have to belabor this season. I'm going to let it get out of the way in week one with mm. LIU. <laughs> Rutgers uh, State University of New Jersey, one of only a handful of states that doesn't – that the uh, state school doesn't have state in it. Yeah. One of the oldest Fun colleges fact. in America. Fun fact, yeah. Fun fact. Former Queens uh, College That's what it was called. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I could be Rutgers, wrong. I don't know. I think Rutgers is going to be good this year. <laughs> they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty good. They, they they didn't suck last year either. I feel like that's that's records every year. They're they're pretty good. They make some news in the Big Ten, and then they break your heart. They break your heart. I mean, they did break your heart because they should have won that game against UNC. Yeah, but uh, yeah, who knows? Adam Sherrill and Beatus also played college across for seven years, I think. Um, but uh, he he was he was outstanding in that game, so. And yeah, well, it's 2022. Vegas or Vegas is back. Lacrosse is back. Uh, if you are looking for some lacrosse, there's going to be a lacrosse on ESPN Plus, on all mm-hmm. over YouTube. I know a lot of MCLA games are happening this weekend, so go check that. D3 uh, starts to open up. Although most of the D3 teams I've looked at are having scrimmages, their their actual opening weekend is going to be next weekend. So uh, go check out lacrosse and enjoy it. Any 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 words for the people here, John? Yeah, just um, the inside lacrosse uh, calendar for games, upcoming games, is usually a great way to find out who's playing and where to watch it. Um, they'll either have like the network it's on or uh, you know webcast. Um, those webcasts are ninety nine percent behind a terrible paywall. But if you really want to watch the game, that's the best way to find find games to watch. Yeah, so basically, if you want to waste your money, there there are plenty of lacrosse teams looking for you to. Drop five bucks. <laughs> yeah. E- right. ESPN, ESPN Plus and Big Ten Network is, is, are my two go-tos. That's it. That's the only thing I'd pay All right. for. All right. Well, let's go. First lacrosse weekend of the season. 
Until next week on Monday, we will be back with a new episode of Stall Warning. Until then, peace out.